0: Yo, what up everybody, welcome back, it's Jesse here on board the bus for another episode of Think Like A Star. I'm in Arizona and it is hot out. It's over 100 degrees and we're on our way to go see my buddy Danny Shays. Danny Shays had a long NBA career. He's like 7 foot, 8 foot, 9 foot something. He's a huge guy, has a huge heart and as great of a basketball player he is, he's an even better person. He's a sharp business mind. He helped um, negotiate a lot of deals with the NBA back in the day and he also wrote a book called Fast Broke that was really successful. So he's a major influence in my life and someone that I look up to in a lot of ways. I think you guys will really enjoy his stories. Welcome back. We're here in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. I got the one and only one take Danny Shays. There you go. The man, the myth, the legend, and uh, and we made it here. Thank you for helping us get the bus. Uh, I'm not, I was driving today. Not the best driver. You you helped a lot.
1: Absolutely, I don't no, think
0: I could have made it without
1: you. You know where would guards be without Bigs setting screens, getting uh, opening up in transition, right? I mean, it's, it's just me a natural thing. Don't get me started on this.
0: Thing. You know how us guards feel about you, big guys. Just get the rebound. We gotta tell you what to do. Uh, I feel like you were kind of an atypical big guy. Like we, you were trying to be a guard. You
1: know we run the show. We make guards successful. I already hate this interview. Okay? I hate we everything about guards this. successful. I wish I wasn't because, because look, this without right now. us. You'd have, I mean, you know how hard it is to break a guy down versus just come off a screen. Oh, I love it. Transition, uh, nice drag yeah. screen and transition. Guy, I mean, boom. The, the, now your world just opens up. It's true. Right? Okay, I'll give you
0: that. I'll give you that. Okay. I do like that. But now, when you set a screen, because I feel like guys are doing it differently these days. Uh, just random thought. Do you? Would you roll open off the shoulder that he would come off, or do you turn the other way?
1: No, nose to the ball.
0: So immediately, if you're rubbing never off lose, this
1: side, you're turning this way. Uh, never lose sight of the ball, right? So when I set a screen, you're coming off. Well, that's they're the going way. like this and then they're going this way. Two reasons. Like, One right. is they don't know how to execute a screen and the You're other in the is they're they be not looking for lobs. I don't know where they're trying to shortcut uh. it, but the only th- every once in a while you can slip it that way, but to actually you crack a guy, when, as soon as you turn the other way, the guy ties you up. Yeah. He's a good defender. He's just going to wrap you up and yeah. there's no role.
0: Two words. Goat cheese. How Love do you it. feel about it? Love
1: it. I- Huge <laughs> fan. I'm a, I'm a no dairy guy. I, uh,
0: I just remember Danny an, loves goat cheese. I'm I remember no, our I'm a no dairy guy. Yeah, yeah.
1: Now, you should see me at a pizza, a pizza place. The only good kind of cheese, right, is goat cheese. Sheep cheese. Don't underestimate oh, she the value of sheep cheese. Okay. Both of them. I've very much underestimated the value of sheep <laughs> cheese. Maybe my whole life. Harder to get. Okay. You know, a good high quality pizza place will okay. have goat cheese. You know, yes. Because yes. I'm, no, I'm a no dairy guy, so yeah. the mozzarella's out. Yep, yep, yep. And there's nothing like going to a pizza place and ordering pizza with no cheese. Yeah. And they look at you like, What'd you, what are you here for? Yeah. Then it's like, a sandwich. Yeah. it doesn't make so sense. So you're
0: confusing people over there. <sighs> okay, so we'll come back to the goat cheese. I just I just it just popped in my head we gotta talk about. It. So we haven't talked in a few weeks. I and I haven't talked I this sounds bad. I haven't talked to my family. Uh, did you see my family in Ketchikan, Alaska? Or did I not see each other? What happened?
1: <laughs> so we we went up there, called your dad, okay. we talked to Big
0: Bob. Shout out to Bob Mamba.
1: There we you love
0: go. the Mamba man.
1: And uh, so we, we had a back and forth. Okay. We did schedule a Flying tour of the Misty Fjords. Oh, he did, okay. Yeah, uh, not through him, but through the service, okay. Yes. Because yes. he had said that he thought he would be in another location where we wouldn't cross.
0: Oh, my dad so was gonna be out of town. He was gonna be out of town. Okay, So we.
1: So, good news, bad news. Yep. We had a Chamber of Commerce day. Okay. Blue skies, I got uh, pictures for you. I told you. you, the weather's everything. Perfect blue skies. Yes. Landed on the Crystal Lake. Yes. Had a nice walk around. Okay. Perfect, perfect day. And did
0: you take the boat back in? Or was it it a plane both ways? ways. And did you go to Misty Fjords? Misty Fjords. Oh, you did? Okay. yeah, I was up there like a week or two before you. I went out there, me and Jennifer. We went, uh, we did a boat out and we were supposed to take a plane back but uh, we ended up not getting on the plane for reasons I won't mention. And we took the, uh, the, the boat, boat back. back.
1: So it was it was pretty. Well, we you talk about weather being key. Yes. So we were on the cruise ship, right? And we went this way up to Ketchikan. Another guy went that way and down. Okay. We crossed in Juneau.
0: Okay, the midway, kind of the midway. Point. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, and we were little.
1: doing a thing there. We were gabbing. He says, oh, we just came from Ketchikan. Six inches of rain. We couldn't get off the boat. Well, you know what happens is everything these people, was cancelled missed his bear tour I feel so bad and they couldn't get off the boat
0: you see it happen all the time because it rains so much so people will like wait their whole lives and they're so excited to go on this Alaska trip and we get 13 feet of rain like my dad Bob Mambo who you know now will tell you that's two of me and so he tells every single person we took him to Whole Foods oh, out yeah. here he was telling people it rains two of me and catch a in Ketchikan Alaska we're like they didn't ask. Why are you telling them this? You know, and that
1: score is equal to a foot of snow per inch. So yeah. you're talking about a you know, lot of rain. Ton. So it, these people come out yeah.
0: and and they have these clear. Ponchos, and you can tell they're just miserable, and you feel so. I feel bad because they spent a bunch of money and they go. And their whole life. It
1: takes a lot to rain those guys out. Yeah, oh yeah, the one the because guys, they know. Look, if right. if we stop for every kind of rain, we go broke. Yes, yes, first yes. First of yes, all, yes, so yes. they just wrap them in cellophane, send yeah. them out.
0: Yeah, put some saran wrap around. There here you go. Go. Take
1: an umbrella. <sighs> you know, but we had we had just you know Chamber of Commerce Day. It was magnificent. Okay,
0: so so I love to hear that. We um, we have a funny how we met. Uh, you worked with a girl who was my neighbor and my friend on the little island, Pinnock Island, that I talk about all the time, Yeah. Uh, and and she's like, hit me up one day, and she's like, you gotta meet Danny, you guys are gonna become instant best friends, and I'm like, Danny who? And then she told me who you were, and I'm i like, yeah, we gotta meet him, and then we've uh, we've been boys ever since. So, Jenny's folks were there. So, oh, they made so time
1: for you. After the tour, oh, okay. well, yeah, yeah, they weren't out of town, yeah. so after the tour, we, I, I, uh, uh the Rosendons. Really funny. The went, Rosen up, went over to the Rosendons' house for lunch. Yep. And we uh, you know, set up the old iChat from their kitchen, and Jenny was all homesick. So you were so uh, FaceTiming her I, from yeah, their house. Yeah, I FaceTimed house. her from their house, and here I am with, with mom and dad. Yeah, you're hey. In the, in the kitchen, <laughs> uh, right, having fish. They're so sweet. Uh, we oh yeah, had the best time, yeah.
0: Their dad. Um, I'm blanking on his name right now, but he, Dave, Dave yes, he is like the um, like the local lawyer for yep. public, like the public defender. Yeah. And and, um, and then the son Stevie, who is my age, he's gone on and done really well in school and is starting his own practice. And I think he's a little bit more wants to do the big cases. Right. Um, and is engaged down and everything. But so funny and so cool. They have such a cool location um, on the end of the island. They're right. a little bit opened up to like crazy winds and swells yeah. that come but in. But right way. across from the boat docks. Pretty handy. So
1: we literally we they're going. Wait, that's. Yeah. Our over there, okay. Yeah. And uh, the funny part was, though, you know, we obviously live in civilization here, yeah, 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 right? Yeah. So you turn the faucet, water comes out, nope, right? Not over there. And we're like, where do you get the water from? Just because yeah. they're on an island, like, and they go, well, oh, we have cisterns. Yeah, yeah. And it rains. We got and a I'm water like, tank. Really? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and then when you coming. flush it, where does it go? Yeah. Into the ocean. Into the drink. Don't talk about that. Yeah, that's really what happens out there. It all just goes. Right and back they in. like
1: built they build their own houses, and they. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's like very cool. Now that the dog sledding thing we did. Oh, you, did you? Do you On the glacier. On the glacier. On the glacier. glacier, I think. Now you talk about people who are rugged. They're literally tents on a glacier with a portalette for like twelve weeks. Who's doing that? With the uh, mushers. I oh the when one, they're
0: actually doing the did a trail they,
1: they do the iditarod trail with yeah. the, and they got 200 Dog sled dogs, led dogs Jeez. that they care for 24 7. Yeah. They bark all the time, drive you crazy. And they don't sleep. They,
0: I mean. Like they're literally. Go, the guy wakes up. Well, during the, the like race. Basically, like exactly, almost like he's passed like, out of like Tied his <laughs>
1: hands to the thing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, incredible. I mean, totally off the grid. Yeah. And then when it warms up, they move up like another thousand feet higher where there's still snow. Yeah. And then they do that like three times all summer. Isn't that crazy? And it's like, wow, these guys really like their dogs. And like one <sighs> one gal has 30 dogs. And yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and they put those dogs. Now, and these dogs, uh, not to get too far Track. No, they, no, no. they were telling us they run a hundred no miles a day in below zero. Yeah, yeah. We were up there. It was fifty, and they're so the dogs are overheating.
0: Yeah, it's too hot. It's too <laughs> hot. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get them some ice. Put them on some ice. Put them so in the ice. So they sleep water. in the snow. Is that cool They're built up. for it. They're just and made if, for
1: that. But if you don't run them all day long, they're crazy. Yeah, they go stir they're crazy. Like, yeah, they're I got
0: a run. are got a It's incredible. I did a... Um, uh, what's the guy's name? I can't remember anyone's name today. Baker. I did a, a speaking engagement with uh, one of the guys who won the whole thing. He's oh, won wow. it twice. Yeah. He's very respected. That's um, a real man. In that whole world. Yeah. And the story that he told about how these... Um, dogs, they train them to be obedient. Where he can make like this little whistle, and they they rise up. It was an amazing illustration he yeah. had. But um, gosh, I could never do it. I'm like, you guys are way tougher than me. Like I used to be. I used to think I was tough, like playing sports, going up on the island, going right. back and forth. But it's like you get it out of that, and you're like, I don't know how I did that anymore. I've got soft and like
1: lost all the toughness, man. But um, well, so- I wouldn't mind so much. I get it. If there was, like, this big pot of gold at the end?
0: Yes, 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 yes. Right? I yeah. mean, that's the part of it, And I'm like, yeah.
1: What? It's not
0: like the Olympics where you're getting this well, endorsements, you're, deals, and recognition. Now you're and a sensation, a you know, yeah. nationwide
1: sensation for yeah. the next four years. Yeah, 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 So, I mean, that kind of threw me a little bit. but.
0: Speaking of, um, we were talking about your, your wonderful wife. We can talk about her story as well. Um, do you know Michaela Maroney, the gymnast? Because we were talking about gymnasts. I don't she, know her. She was the Olympics and, and did pretty well. Um, just random thought, too, because uh, she might be someone good to connect with. Um, we're going to do her on the, on the show pretty soon. But, um, dudes, okay, I want to tell a little bit about your story. Logan, we're, we're going to see him tomorrow. Yep. So your son is how tall now? You said he's 6'4". He's six, four, four. Oh, you uh, said. F-
1: going into his freshman year. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he's just, Elise. you know, a big puppy dog and yeah. Yeah. Uh, plays basketball and baseball full-time yeah. here, yeah. which is nice. You can play 12 months for both. Yeah. And uh, he's just figuring it out, you yeah. know? I mean, he's uh, just starting Are we to
0: leaning towards one more than the other at this right point?
1: Right now he's in basketball Jones okay, mode. Okay, My next you know, and, uh, but he's, you know, because baseball season's a long way away, you know, yep. to next where they play in the spring. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he's actually got a thing in California next weekend where it's a little showcase that he's going to go out and. For baseball? Yeah, for baseball. Oh, okay.
0: Oh, so he's mixing so, it up. So
1: he's mixing it up. And, he'll, and the good news is that high school he's going to really uh, courts to sport athletes. Yeah, yeah. Which in today's age is way different than when we were, well, I'll say when I was kids, before you were born. Yeah, yeah. Um, where it was the norm to have a multi, you know, you play multi sports. You know, yes, football yes. ended and then basketball started on the Monday. Yes. Then basketball ended, then baseball where we were, in, or lacrosse in the northeast started. Yeah. yeah. And it was normal for that athlete kid to play two, three four. War sports, yeah, and uh, Isn't that crazy? We where all now they're about... like they discourage you from 10 years old. In
0: fourth grade or a four year old, you need to hit the golf ball. Like I mean, they want, you, times. they want
1: you playing every day. You know, if it's basketball, they want you playing club 12 months and forget the other stuff. Yeah. like, dude, that ain't gonna happen. Well,
0: I'm almost glad Logan's not here because I, I'm a little nervous to go around this guy now that he's six four. He's gonna be tower. he was already towering over me before, but now he's like a super towering over yeah, me. Yeah, 210. You know, I tell him I want him, thick, I want him one oh, on one, though. Yeah. I want him one on one, so you can let him know.
1: Yeah, I want Well, I'm you- teaching him the forearm shiver.
0: Oh, you got him a little. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's well, laying he, people out so on the So I told him you can go oh. buy me,
1: but you're gonna take yeah. that with you. It's gonna hurt. Yeah, exactly. You're not gonna want to come by me again. So he's working on his you know, old, step. Old you're working school? on his step over here. No yeah. question. Let's keep it old school. Well, I'm an old school. I'm a, I'm the ambassador of old school. Yes. Yes. Know, yes. <laughs> yes. I remember right? this. Yes. Because you know, I'm beyond old school is cool. I yeah. think that we've gotten away from what's effective. Yeah. And everything has become so specialized, to the point where I think the game, you know. As I say, the game is suffering. It's more most popular it's ever been, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But I see kind of elements of it that are yeah. becoming so, like uh, him alone, uninteresting. Baby. I want the pick and roll. I want to see right. Them. Yeah. And uh, what's happening is I think the game's becoming harder to play because the options of what you can do have. To have to like narrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now it's easier to guard guys because you know they're running the three-point line and they're. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's the one thing you do. And that's one thing, right? You better trade. You And stay every in big shoot. guy is a rim protector. Yeah. Nobody can score inside. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Not, I'm not even talking about. Everyone says all oh, the centers are worthless today. I go. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> yeah. talking about putting a guy in the post. The old Patrick Ewing, Kareem, yeah. inside out, throw yeah. it in, kick it out. Although that would still really be effective for shooters. Yeah. Because if you have an effective guy in the post where you got, got to job. come help, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's way easier. one. As you know, it's easier to catch. And and shoot. Exactly. I know. I know. I remember. I remember you d'ing him up. I thought he doesn't jump nearly as well with me standing on his feet. Because <laughs> you, you're leaning, Yeah. yeah. I stand. I'm telling you. Stand on his feet. Exactly. Yeah. Go ahead, big fella. Yeah, Let's see go what up you now. Got. <laughs> Let's see what hops you got now. Old school. Uh, but it's way easier to catch and shoot. When, when you're facing the rim versus in a transition where you're catching behind you and then yeah. turn the square up, right? Yeah, so yeah. There's, there's so many ways where inside out works, but without nailing a the guy there. Flash post, get in, get yeah. out. Yeah. You know, yeah. Move, yeah. The ball, move, the you move the ball, move the people. The yeah. You still gotta move the ball, move the people. That's the key, yeah. which Golden State has proven without a doubt. Yeah, you know, yeah. and uh, uh Gosh, you know, but, watch, man. But what's funny is that now because it's become so specialized, everyone's the seven foot one guys are three point shooters. That it's become s- so opened mad. up such an opportunity. Yeah. If a guy's good in the post. Because you can't tell me, because nobody has told me. Yeah. That they'd sure love a post score if they had one, but they don't. Yeah. I'd love a big center who can score if I had one. Yeah. But I don't. Yeah. No one's told me, I don't want one. Yeah. They just don't have any. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, so they don't have one because they don't have, yeah. the they don't have got, any. Yeah.
1: There's no chicken, so there's no eggs. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so I'm, you know, when I work with my son and the kids that I coach, I'm like, look, let's add that to your game without taking away that part of the game, right? You have to handle the ball today, no yeah. matter who you are. Yeah. You yeah. have to shoot it, no matter who you are. Yeah. There's no spot for a guy who can't shoot. Outside of that, yeah. DeAndre Jordan role,
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: and uh, if you can't shoot, you can't play, right? Yeah. But if you can get inside, then it opens up so much. Yeah. that's you it's know, it's a different game, isn't it, it?
0: Crazy how much the same game could change so much. Yeah, you now you're 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 kind of friendly and, and buddy buddy with uh, Adam Silver, right? Yeah, oh yeah, the commissioner. I need that introduction. Sure, I got a few suggestions for him for what they should be doing out there. Yeah, to we, can, we can talk on. about that later. I need, to, I need to talk to that guy. He's going to want to hear from well, me. Well,
1: Adam and I go back to negotiating the collective bargaining agreement in '98, the first okay. NBA lockout. Oh wow! I was the lead negotiator for the players' union. On okay. uh, the on the player side. Oh wow! And Adam, of course, was not you know the behind yes, the scenes force. from On the NBA yes. side. Yeah. So uh, you know that's where we really got to connect. You know, figuring that whole thing out and mm-hmm. ending the lockout and and you know bringing basketball back for that half a year. Uh, And we've just maintained a great relationship. I feel
0: like knowing what I know about you now, that almost might have, I mean, because you had your your investments and things you were doing business-wise at that time. But did seeing that and having that experience of, like, the business behind basketball kind of open your eyes to, this is something that I'm intrigued by. I see it as a challenge, and I want to um, learn how to win at this after basketball oh, or during the, yeah, the later abso- parts of your absolutely
1: it, it opened up a couple things. One is that I have a good knack for it. Yes, but I didn't have the education for it. Okay, so I had to fill in some of the blanks on learning stuff on you know, mostly on my own. I didn't go back to school until recently to get. I'm um, doing in a master's of entrepreneurship program Which is amazing. now. Yeah, um, and then we'll see after that. But the important thing is I, I started to see the game in a much different way. Hmm. You know, to understand yeah, you know, yeah, the yeah. the business side of it and how to uh, you know how to make it something that was very inclusive because it, very few players make the transition. For a variety of reasons, which we can we talk about, but yeah, yeah, yeah. but the biggest thing is that um, you know the ability to now understand the game from the other side. You know what are the what are the sponsors looking for? What are the you know what are the teams looking for? For how's the revenue generated? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the old school guys you know bristle at all the commercialism in the arena. You know there's like is there any limit to it? Yeah, yeah, yeah anything yeah, yeah. that moves has a logo on it. Yes, yes. Even yes, if yes, it doesn't yes. move, it has a logo on it. There's the you know the. Coca Cola Toyota halftime show sponsored by Nissan. You're like, what? Yeah, and then you know, they got the you know the the steal of the day, the you know the grab of the day, the, whatever your motto is. Yes, yes, the yes. The hamburger yes. of the day. Yeah. And you know at some point uh, enough already. I, yeah, I did yeah, my yeah. first game at Cameron Indoor. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I do radio for Syracuse still. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, it's an old building with a sign, and that's it. You it's know, simple. And there's simple. something quaint and beautiful about that. But the flip side is I do understand the sponsorship side, but. Got get the money. Uh, but now, uh, which had led to the job we talked about earlier, where mm-hmm. I met your friend Jenny. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, doing actually sports economics projects. Understanding the economics of it, and what you realize is that so much of it is done that way because it's done that way,
0: mm-hmm.
1: not that there's a reason that it's done that way. Just yeah, the way yeah, it's yeah. always yeah. been done. Yes, yes. And uh, you know, and so when you bring kind of science and analytics and some of these you know, advanced concepts into it, you realize there's a way better way to do it. Yeah. Uh, in many areas, uh, on the flip side is there's a lot of resistance to doing it because that's how it's done, and people got hired to do it that way. And if they change. Then there's the risk of if it doesn't work, I'm out of a job, and yeah, if it works, yeah. I'm out of a job because we should have been doing. You know, yeah, we should have done it should that anyway. So it gets straight to you like, let's
0: just. So stick with like, but if we I don't done.
1: change anything, my job's secure. Yeah. you so afraid
0: to do that. Little things yeah.
1: like jump up like that, and you go, okay, I get it, but I don't get it. You know. Yeah. Uh, but it, but it's really intriguing to be on the other side and say, how can yeah. I create real value for sponsors? Yes, if I stick a logo on the backboard. Does that really create value or yeah, is it yeah, little yeah. on the backboard? I get you yeah. see it, yeah. but do I sell more Fords? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you measure that? How yeah. do you know? Is that real value? It's such a... Am I better off being on the dancing girl's skirts? Am I yeah, better yeah, off... Yeah. Being a commercial, a texting like, thing or something, right? Know, so don- how do you, check, you know, now that you start looking at that as a science, it, it opens up uh, and it, the whole, you know, kind of th- the whole game in a new way. And as you see at the growth of the NBA and how they've gone worldwide, yeah, and how they've connected to the fans and the projects they're working on now to connect to the fans on a whole new level, yeah, uh, you can understand why the franchises went from. You know, my fourth year in the league, the nuggets sold for thirty million dollars. The highest price ever paid for a pro franchise. Hmm. Eighty five maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They sold them four years later for sixty million. Everyone thought the guy was crazy. Yeah. For buying it for sixty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you can't buy an NBA team for a billion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and uh, but it went through. You know, but ten years ago you could have bought fifteen teams for two hundred million. Isn't that crazy? Each any of fifteen. What teams. were we
0: doing? Why weren't we not buying? Teams? Why are we buying them? We buy them, sell it. high. Yeah, right? yeah we should
1: have got it. We and uh, you know, the problem was I, my two hundred million was just tied up somewhere else. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I,
0: I don't know where I put it. I think, I it, was think in it was in Fantasyland. had it in, in
1: Fantasyland. <laughs> um, so so that's, the, you know, that's the biggest thing. So that's that's. You know, it's really cool to now understand the game on that yeah. that level.
0: That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's funny now that I kind of put that together. I'm like, oh, that makes sense that you would be intrigued by that and that led led you to where you are now. Not to make this about Logan, but I feel like he got to do something really cool, and he got to be the. Uh, what was it? The interviewer for Sports yeah, Illustrated he's a Kids. reporter for Sports reporter, Illustrated for reporter. Kids, kid reporter. And and he got to go and talk to LeBron and CP3 and all these cool people, and it's on yeah. YouTube. We'll we'll link it up so people can go and see this. But he, I remember he had um, he got to meet someone who we've both got to meet, Apollo. Right. Oh uh, no. Yeah. Um, and he, I remember he gave him some good advice, but I don't want to butcher it. So no, it's, You guys it's were only at cool. some place at the Olympics. So my wife
1: then, is an Olympian. Yes, as well, yes. Yes. we'll talk about that a little bit also. Yes. Springboard diver. Yes. In Seoul, Korea, in '88. And so we go back and we go to the. You you know, the Olympic trials and things and we ended up going twenty twelve to London for the games. And we were in Olympic House, which is where it's kind of reception House for the for all the former Olympians in town to come and mm-hmm. you know eat and rest and meet sponsors and set up meetings and all that. Fun place to be. Fun place to be. So we yeah. were there for opening ceremonies, okay. watching it with a bunch of other you know former people who didn't want to drag ass all the way to yeah. Olympic Stadium and fight that brain damage. Yeah, yeah And yeah. Apollo Ono was there, and Sarah Hughes was there, and they were you know the Winter Olympians yeah, 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 doing yeah. TV gigs for the summer networks. Okay, commentating. Commentating okay. or sponsor tour, whatever they were you know whatever they were brought in to do, or both. Yep. And so we we are big fans of Apollo from the Olympics. Yeah. And so my then 10-year-old, you know, he brought him over to meet him, and, 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 I, and he, like, didn't know what to say at the beginning. So I said, well, ask him a life question. Like, yeah, ask yeah, him yeah. what was the best advice that he uses every day. Okay. So he goes over and he asks him, and Apollo Onos tells him that, that hard work is a myth, that consistent effort, consistent hard work is the key. You have to do something every day and let small steps lead to big improvements, and mm-hmm. that's the key. You, you have to... Take a small step forward every day, and just yeah. let that accumulate. That's how that's how you achieve success. Mm. Now, I told him that 50 times, <laughs> know, and yeah, my yeah, wife yeah, told yeah. that yeah. 50 yeah. times. Yeah. but Apollo yeah. says it once. Yeah. Oh my God! Earth shattering. You wouldn't believe it. Exploding. Apollo just told yeah, yeah, me, yeah, yeah. and he could tell you. I told you that 10 minutes ago. He could tell you the, yeah. that conversation verbatim. Yeah. Isn't that Now funny? five years later, and so uh, and that was the impact that somebody not your parents yeah. had on them. So yeah, that yeah, kind of yeah. led to a brainstorm, and uh, you know I thought, well, that, why don't you interview other people about that? Yes, so yes, I yes. ended up contacting SI Kids. That turns out that the uh, the editor at the time went to Syracuse, where I went to college. We had this yeah. great conversation, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. they were hiring re- not well, they don't pay them, but they yeah. were signing reporters Bring for the home. year, and so Logan got one of those spots, That's and so, cool. uh, so he spent the year doing major interviews with you know the biggest people, yeah. All him credentials. And LeBron. LeBron's yeah. dapping Got all star credentials. We interviewed yeah. all the all stars. We interviewed Mark Cuban on the set of the shark tank. Barry hmm. Zito here for spring training, the star pitcher for the Cy Young pitcher for the Giants at the time. Hmm. Uh, we ended up uh, you know Charles Barkley on the, yes, uh, yes, the yes, TNT. Yes, yes.
0: Yeah, I gonna time. a All Star. We
1: did a you know full thing there, and he just had a great time. That there was a diving reality show called Splash. He interviewed Greg Louganis, the hmm. uh, big you know, names. Obviously yeah, these are the huge, greatest in the era, and David Budaya, the then gold medalist. And he was how old at the time? He, he was, was 10. 11 like, Yeah. Ten, 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 that experience. year, so he had this, you know, and, and you'd always ask some kid questions, but some, like, you know, life questions, like, okay, you know, who was your best mentor, and yes, what yes. was like a turning point in your life, yeah. or when did you know that. Like this was your thing or you know, like some of those kind of questions that other kids in that age group Yeah, you know would, would benefit be from. Impacted by yeah, 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 you know, yeah, yeah. and uh, It's so funny and and you're
0: over there like I told you that I told you this, I told you. This. you're like gosh Dang, if anything at least it's validating the things that you were saying, right. but it's something that we we talk about in our little team of uh, It's the same message, but it's just a different messenger Right. So like for me when I go and I speak into these things and and you, you'll see tomorrow Yeah um, it's it's I'm saying the same thing that you told your kid or it's or parent or a teacher or a coach or a right. mentor or brother But it's like oh for some reason I'm gonna listen to this guy and it's somehow it's connected with me And I've had I've done I've been guilty of the same thing like, yep. hurt it from my mom hurt it from my mom and someone outside I'm like for some reason it just clicked for me Right, and I'm like wait That's the same thing. My mom's been saying and you're like what the heck but so so you had all these cool things go on you've had uh, a book Mm-hmm. That's, that's done well I' watched your uh, segment on ESPN I' remember watching that yep. you know you've had this amazing basketball career in the NBA. you've um, and then had a business career outside of it and done um, all these investments and amazing things. I kind of want to hear the journey. Um, you know, and, and and I'm curious to hear about your influence with your dad being in your life because for mm-hmm. those of you who don't know, your dad is kind of known as one of the greatest... Is yep. he known as like the, the greatest well, Jewish... Greatest Jewish, Jewish player ever. Yeah, like, um, like that's kind of like...
1: Kind of, that's one of his things, the thing, but really yeah, yeah. He was one of the true pioneers. Okay. Uh, I mean, he has... You know, every major record of the time, he was the NBA's all-time mm-hmm. leading scorer in his really? era, uh, Was you know, played 12 All-Star games, which had not been done, 16 years, okay. which had not been done, over the first one to 1,000 games, first one to 15,000 points, yeah. scored the first basket in All-Star history, which actually, you'll <laughs> appreciate this story. For his 80th birthday, we did a big party, the NBA sent us a highlight reel. Mm-hmm. And back in the old days, Converse used to put out these like movie trailers, and they would play them inside movie houses, like the previews, and, yes, was, yes, and yes. they would have uh, these Converse reels. As they were called. I love it. And uh, Marty Glickman, the longtime great announcer. You've heard his voice a million mm-hmm, times mm-hmm. in every old thing. Syracuse guy, by the way. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> yeah, of course. And King of media. Uh, so they here we are, you know, here we are at the first All-Star game in Boston Garden, yeah, yeah, 1951. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here's the tip. Coozie to Shays, he scores. And we all went. Was that the first basket in all-star history? history Run yeah, that yeah, back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nobody And assist no- was Bob Coozie. Bob Coozie. Nobody knew. <laughs> the league didn't know. That's amazing. So we run it back, and that's the first basket in All-Star history. Do you remember the shot? Was it like a layup? Was it a yeah, yeah. It was like a, a tip, 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 throw up, you know, layup thing. Okay. I told my dad about it. He goes, really? Are you sure? Yeah. Well, let's watch. There's a yeah, the we mindset. have a let's video go. Of the of the it. We actually have it in real time. I called the NBA. They go, Really?
0: Mark it down. Yeah, how do they not know?
1: So the cool part was the next year All Star was in LA, 2011. Mm-hmm. It was the 60th anniversary of the first All Star game. Yeah. NBA did a you know, big thing during one of the timeouts, and they showed the clip and Brought went on golf standing oh. ovation. You know, it was a it was a cool deal. That's so. But cool. it was just and one of those things that just nobody thought, yeah. noticed, and it yeah, just yeah. you know just noticed. And in then the he video. forgets about
0: it because he's doing all these other things. <laughs> so so when, so when you were growing up. Was it basketball early on, or were you into other things?
1: Well, good news, bad news, again. Okay. Um, I had an older brother who had all the pressure of being Dolph's kid. Okay. Okay, so he took all that. I'm the baby yeah. of the family. Are you going to
0: be a great player like your dad and all that stuff? And, and you just like, oh, here's goofy, Danny. Like, do whatever you my want. my brother
1: got all those questions, and okay. I was just the little brother, okay. even though I was bigger than him most of the time. And how much older was he? Two and a half years. Okay, so close. So, yeah. So, we went to, you know, you know, junior you know, like senior freshmen, freshman, okay. you know, like that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so growing up, he played, 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 played. Well, it wasn't a natural athlete that it was you know, ended up being a good player. I just kind of went in the sh- in the yeah. in the shadow of it and yeah, just yeah, yeah. developed. Uh, my dad owned a, owned the second basketball camp in America. So that's another interesting thing. He and Bob Cousy started camps in 1950s, early fifties. Ever
0: basketball camp in
1: America? Yeah. He is a pioneer. Pioneer. Okay. Yeah. So I grew up learning basketball from all these incredible coaches. All the counselors were high school coaches, high school varsity or above, mm-hmm. college coaches. Yeah. yeah Every yeah. week he'd bring in a pro to come speak, and you know, yeah. Pistol Pete would you know, would come, and you know I some of these imagine. other guys, you know Jojo White from the Celtics, and you know different players. You got to
0: learn from Pistol Pete.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, played against him when I was little. You know, Mirovich I mean? and uh, the Pistol Man. So you know, being around that, I just got such an incredible exposure to the game. 1970, when I was 10, 11 years old, he was the first head coach of the Buffalo Braves NBA okay. team. Yeah, 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 So I got to be a ball boy, That's and nice. I was a ball boy. I was a bench player for a you know, bench ball boy for you know Kareem was young again. Pistol played everybody in the league, and I was on the visitors' bench, so I got to see every player, and we're going mm. to do the visitors' locker room. And uh, incredible How amazing experience you watch Pistol Pete? Well, not only as a player, but he was such a charismatic guy. Yeah. You know, and back then, uh, you know, the in the old days, yeah. showmanship was a rare thing. Yeah. You know, and he's and, doing it at the highest and level. And he had such a flair as a player, but also as a person. He was so connecting to people. Hmm. Uh, after the games, he'd come out and there'd be. Two, three hundred kids waiting for autographs, and he'd send the he'd leave the bus. So you guys just go back to the hotel. Yeah. All. He'd sit there sign autographs for an hour, take a cab back to the hotel. Hmm. It was none of this. Set up the the cordon of security guys. Yeah. I yeah. mean, he was out. Get he'd come out. Get
0: the cameras out. out. Sure he was out. He'd, he'd make good. sure he
1: got everybody, every That's kid. So he'd cool stay there here. as long as he had to. And yeah. Um, and so that team is now the Clippers. They moved to San Diego and then okay. L.A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know that was my you know, first okay. an NBA experience. My dad retired when I was four, so I don't remember him as a player in Philadelphia. Okay. Uh, with the Sixers, but uh, they were the, the team was in Syracuse originally, and then when the leagues merged uh, in '49, they moved a lot. Of, you know, the small team moved to the bigger cities, so the Philadelphia Warriors and the Minneapolis Lakers moved out to California, became LA, and yeah, then yeah. San okay, Francisco okay, okay. now Golden State, yeah. and then Syracuse filled. Philadelphia became the 76ers. Hmm. So like one of the big one of the big you know, like kind of the ironies is when you see Wilt. With his PHILA jersey, with his hundred, yeah, yeah, that was the Warriors. That wasn't the 76ers. Isn't that funny? And I never so
0: that's knew that. why
1: his number's retired by the Warriors. Oh, because when they were in Philadelphia, he played for them. Yeah. So the team moved out. He played there. Then they got traded back to the 76ers and everything in the future's a PHILA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the yeah. same kind of look, but at only the, time, the colors were different. Yeah, because they were red, white, and blue f- instead of the gold and whatever they had. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so a little a little old time yeah, trivia. Yeah. So I, so I grew up in that influence. I went to, in '73. My dad was inducted in the hall fame so we yeah. that for all but you that you
0: never really felt the pressure it was your brother never more, felt the pressure but part
1: play. of it was two things one is there was no nba team in syracuse there wasn't that constant thing yeah. right and so there you were was, just playing you was playing because you loved. it i was playing because i loved it no espn yeah. yeah you know so you didn't have that there was yeah, a game of the week we're getting recruited at i mean so East i had the experience kind of, of going to an nba preseason game in buffalo Knicks and probably i don't know who they were playing at the time it was before it might have been cleveland And I rode with my dad and Danny Bison, who was the creator of the 24 Second Clock, who owned Mm. my dad's team. Hmm. so two hours in the car talking about like the history of the 20 and I'm named after him by the way so oh really yeah okay. so uh, and hilarious. I wore 24 for a lot of my career okay uh, in honor of Danny and the Clock that's so um, funny. so here I am in the car with the f- creator of the 24 Second Clock talking about you know the history and, and how it came up and how it saved the game and the difference it made yeah and, yeah it you know and, exciting you and know, it's- so I had that exposure to the league you know from yeah. you know from the I mean touching the the founding the, in the yeah, 40s yeah, yeah, yeah. you know and uh so for me it was just you know an awesome experience and one that you could never replicate today
0: yeah so at what point did you did you well okay this is like a thing that i'm gonna i'm gonna do i'm gonna make a career out of this was there a certain point where it was at high school was it college
1: Here, and here's the, here's the irony for you so when i was in high school i was a mildly recruited player you know i was tall and skinny and yeah, yeah, yeah. you know but it wasn't again today every kid you know under a rock in Sudan is yeah. known we got a know. kid
0: in Alaska from Barrow which is literally the most top of the state you definitely didn't go there on your cruise and they didn't have like nothing there it's dark all the time right. it's insane um, you know they're they're oh gosh what kind of people are I don't want to say the wrong thing they, but you know they look like eskimo yeah. people or whatever yeah. but the, no, i don't know um, good ball players though cuz they're inside all the time but they got this kid who's i think he's like part Hawaiian he's getting recruited he's one of the top recruits now you know, a few years back, you would have never found this guy. You would have right. never known. But now he could be, because of the internet, because of these showcase yeah, tournaments.
1: exactly. You can find so, him, like,
0: that guy's great. Yeah, and, yeah. like,
1: Logan's worried about getting seen. I'm like, dude, you're in seventh grade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Mean, yeah. And I'll be, I'll be honest with you, I don't want you to be the best eighth grader in the state. Yeah. I could care less. Yeah, I want yeah. you to take your time and develop the game right. Yeah. And, you know, I want yeah, you to be. And it's going it, to come. What's going to come when it comes? You know, so my story is is the, at the 180 degrees opposite end. I wasn't nowhere. I mean, I was in Syracuse, New York, played in a, you know, yeah. to, you know, high school ball was everything back then. Yeah. There was no AAU and all that. I mean, it existed, but it wasn't powerful it like it is now. now. Yeah. So you got seen in high school, and coaches came and scouted your games. And I was, you know, I was recruited by you know, Syracuse, obviously, because Jim Bayheim was a counselor. At my dad's basketball camp, and he was 19. Yeah, yeah. You know, so uh, Wake Forest and Princeton. Pete Carril, who was the, the world famous coach then, uh, those were kind of the schools recruiting me. Not the you know the Dukes and the Kentuckys and, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and those. Um, and uh, so I kind of committed very late you know, probably, I want to say May of my senior year in high school, didn't yeah. commit till then. Yeah. Uh, had a solid, not super spectacular college career. Mm-hmm. And so you know, middle, second, third round pick, and I went to the Aloha Classic at the time, which was the senior showcase tournament, mm-hmm. lit it up, and in a weekend went from maybe second, third round to second center chosen in the draft.
0: Wow! Second center chosen in the entire draft. In the
1: draft, yeah. Because uh, you, you went and killed it. Because I went tournament. and killed it this tournament, and it was one of the first times I was really seen like that yeah, You yeah, know, yeah. against uh, national think, competition. Mm-hmm. All the other centers, you know, who I'd be competing against.
0: Yeah, because for that we don't know how he'd stack up. We haven't seen play against. He might be right. soft. He might be better than, but we don't know, so we're right. not gonna take the risk.
1: So, uh, <laughs> and so it was, and so I shared with my own son. I said, look, you can get, you're gonna get discovered in a weekend. Yeah. They, they may see you a thousand times, but you're gonna do one thing at one time. Yeah, the right, time, the right person. Go, that's the kid I want. Yeah. You know, He's I, I and I see what this potential is. Yeah. Because yeah. that's what they're looking for, is potential. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh and the other lesson I really give and talk going back to old school, you know, when you watch a kid play, right? We watched some some film earlier, I, you tell and you say there's three plays, plays, the kid knows what he's doing. Yeah,
0: okay? yeah, you could just tell by the I can tell by the yeah. way the person walks in the gym. Honestly, I look at him the they walk and dribble, dribble right. one time, like okay, they know what they're doing, yeah. and no, they, they don't. So
1: a quick side story is I coached the masters team, a 35 and up team, okay, you know, all Jewish players in Israel. We had oh, a great amazing. time. 80 guys show up in a typical Jewish team. I had 74 guards and six bigs.
0: <laughs> okay. okay, that's just that's just the ratio. That's yeah, the are okay.
1: so yeah. we had a two day weekend for these tryouts, right, and I had the team picked in fifteen minutes, yeah out of eighty yeah 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 I did pick yep, and roll yep, yep. and you could see who knew how to move their feet yeah and I did zigzag and you could see who had been coached and who hadn't yeah and yeah. who just played pick a ball the gym. yeah so that's and right. I picked the team in fifteen minutes now I ran them through for two days to make put them you know give them a show, yeah yeah, but that's how easy it is to see yeah. okay now get back to where we were before. So kids, when you're watching kids now, like I tell my old son, I don't want you to be on the radar at eighth grade. I I could care less. I want you to learn to develop the game because when a coach watches you play and he watches you execute a pick and roll correctly and watches you in weak side defense you know, attacking a driver or making a rotation or calling shot and blocking out, the basic elements that used to be just standard stuff that now is like unheard of. Because that's not the style. It's again to get showcased, not to play ball.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Uh,
1: They're going to know within five minutes that you're the one they want. Yeah, you can fit in a team chemistry. Because you know how to play the game. Yes, yes. the, you have the right clay. You're going to be tall and athletic, and
0: yeah, you got the frame
1: for it. now you got to mold the clay. You got to get, get shape. You got to do it. But if you understand the game, then you're going to get seen. You're going to stand out like you're on fire. Yeah. And uh, he, had, he had a hard time understanding that because he, uh, who's getting all the high oh, the, yeah. the ball kids or the yeah, this yeah, showcase yeah. kid or that showcase kid. I go, yeah, that's the YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. the sizzle. Okay. Yeah. But I guarantee you that when when a coach watches you play, and, and he even sees it now. Yeah. Kids will come up to him who understand what they're looking at, and they'll go, "Wow, I, I love the way you, you helped on this play, or you know you yeah. set great picks." Yeah. Or,
0: those little intangibles. And those are
1: the things that make the difference, and that's what, how you're going to stand out. You're not going to be you know, go win some dunk contest or yeah. You know. Yeah. Some crazy. Flash thing. in the pan. Yeah.
0: So from and you you had a long career. It was it was eighteen years. Eighteen years, and yeah. you attribute that I feel like from our previous conversations. Was it chiropractic?
1: Yeah, work was, in
0: your diet, you first wanna. I was feel like, yeah. I don't want to say you're the first person to like play With having a good diet and stuff, but you like caught on to that early on,
1: right? And we're pretty serious about well, taking I, was, care of your body. I was like everyone else in the dark. My sister actually went to my older sister, went to chiropractor college, yeah. So, you know, graduated Perfect. when I was getting yeah. out of college. I didn't know what the hell a chiropractor was, yeah, yeah, you know, and never been to one, never couldn't spell it, didn't know what it was. And she had to like explain it to me. Su- uh, is it subluxation? The subluxation, that's
0: the word I was looking for last night. I was rolling on one of those foam rollers, yeah, and I was trying to say it, I was trying to sound smart. I'm like, no, it's uh, I was saying, I'm some word was, my right? vertebrae, yeah, yeah, I was saying, something was not even close and I'm like oh that's not it but I'm just gonna act like it it's like oh, okay okay so yeah, yeah, yeah. uh
1: and then part two of that is I got drafted by the Jazz, yeah. which was one of, one of only two teams at the time that had a chiropractor on staff. Yeah, uh, This guy, Craig Bueller, who was, you know, was, did a terrific job, was there for a very long time, and White Stockton Malone played you know, 40 yeah. years between them and missed 20 games yeah. Yeah. combined. Isn't that know? crazy? I, mean, I think Carl Malone missed like eight games his career, and two of them were, were suspensions from technicals. You know? And
0: they were big on, on the chiropractor stuff. Oh, yeah. Stuff. I remember and that. So Every chiropractor will tell you that when you go in there and they find out your basketball player, like, John Stockton and everyone I've ever gone to, yeah. they try to sell me on that. I'm like, I, I know. know. It's, it makes all the difference. I know, yeah. Because,
1: I mean, think about it. You're, you're pounding, you're grinding, you're running every yeah, day. Yeah, you, you know, the more aligned. stuff, the more tension and stress and grind you take out of your everyday motion, right? Yeah. And look, MDs do what they do. And when you need one, you got to have one. Yeah. You've got to fix something, tear it, whatever. They're the only ones that can help you. But for that day-to-day stuff, I was an Eastern medicine guy. I got then traded to Denver. Mm-hmm. And Boulder was like the mecca of alternative medicine. Okay. Yeah. So it's
0: almost kinda of lucky. All these stars are aligning from it's that sister and from, then you write From in the right that place. standpoint
1: it was fantastic. But
0: then you had to embrace it and be willing to
1: So then Craig Bueller, the Utah guy, introduced me to one of his mentors in Boulder and that's when I got on all the kooky stuff. Yeah. You know, all the acupuncture, the yeah. German pharmaceuticals, the, you know, yeah. eastern stuff, the...
0: Injecting
1: uh, uh, sheep cheese right into your sheep veins. Sheep cheese. Yeah, yeah, don't do that, uh, please. Please don't
0: do that for liability uh, we're, we're reasons. We're kidding. That was a JK, so.
1: Uh, <laughs> but one of the things I did was really interesting, because I, I, I got to the point where I was really well fine-tuned. Okay. And this one of Gary's colleagues, my guy Gary Klepper, and, and now he's on the Western Slope in Peonia. But a uh, little shout-out, Gary? Yeah, right? Gary. Gary, we put five, you. you put five years of my life. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, and While take I it five
0: saying, years off of mine. So.
1: I, had, I, I can't tell you that. I, there's probably been six guys I played with who said I wish I would listened. So you were
0: preaching came, You were, Came you in were, after
1: me, retired before me, uh, you know, necks and backs and things. that. I just listened. Yeah, yeah, But it was just too far out there for him.
0: Yeah. Oh, especially back then. I mean, now it's, it's still... Well, I'd show up. Well, no, okay.
1: You watched the Olympics this summer. You saw all the swimmers. Yeah. And they'd have those little cupping marks on, like they, yes, these yes. broods looked like big hickeys. Yeah, yeah. I had While that on my doing, back. I looked like an alien got me or something. I was doing that stuff in 85, 86, 87. And I'd family. show up to practice, and there'd be like, Bruise marks all over, these lines up and down my back. and Like he has an stuff. abusive relationship. And I had like, you know, my knee would be swollen up because he injected some B12 directly into it and yeah, it yeah, caused yeah. the thing to break up. Yeah. And, you know. and meanwhile, I'm killing it. Yeah. And uh, I think and you're a
0: junkie, but and, you're like playing great. And well,
1: you know, I made up a great story on what actually happened. Oh, you would mess with that. Oh, there's no, what? You think I said, oh, I was at the acupuncturist who did a cupping exercise? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know. And Do I'm you like, remember
0: these stories? Oh, there was a street brawl, right? And this this woman was I'm, getting I'm attacked. I'm coming. I'm
1: coming out of the grocery store, and there's this. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> and, and it was also before I was married, so uh, you wouldn't believe. Oh yeah, believe. Yeah, oh. yeah, You saved oh, a lot oh, of oh, ladies' oh.
0: lives. Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, hey. yeah.
1: You know, so damn on distress. Exactly, you know. and uh, I like this guy's style. So. Uh, then you get into the nutrition stuff, yeah. okay, and inflammation is, so as huge. you know, is an enemy of athletes. Yeah. You know, tendonitis, you know, ankles, plasma fascia, tissue, you know, all, all, that, the, all, the all that stuff and yeah. inflammation stuff, Does right? All and so I actually you know, changed my diet up and so I had a DNA analysis done and the idea was to align your nutrition with the foods that are native to your country of genetic origin. Hmm. And uh, the theory is that those are the foods that you revolved with, okay. and the ones that support your body the best. Yeah. Okay. So I ended up getting this 20-page report on sense, all the stuff though. I could eat and not eat based on my, you know, genetic yeah, yeah, yeah. history background. And and it was one of those that you would you wouldn't notice it if you were a guy who sits in a chair all day. Yeah. Yeah, because it's yeah. You know, it's we're talking about detail, yeah. we're talking about like the last four percent, five percent, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But I but I changed a bunch of things. You know, like there's some fish I could eat and some I shouldn't. Like yeah. Some meats I could eat and some I shouldn't. Oh, that's crazy. Like bison is big out west, you know. Okay. So like that's a you know eating a yeah. buffalo burger or whatever. Yeah. And so I started doing all that, like I was really into it yeah. back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden I noticed, man, second half of the fourth quarter, I got gas in the tank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I noticed it. Yeah. Even at 5,000 feet, I mean, I'm going. Yeah. And yeah. it was like, wow. You know, and guys Something are in this. the ice bath after, I'm like, shower, I'm off. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Nothing, nothing hurts, nothing sore. I'm like, but you had to be all the way to 95%. To for notice that little bit. the difference, yeah, that, you know? The difference. It maybe. wouldn't help you a bit if you're eating crappy anyway, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but, but that's how into it I was back then. Yeah. And now fast forward 15 years. I'm in, you know, 18th year playing for Orlando with Chuck Daly, the great Chuck Daly. And, the, you know, we're getting near the end of the year. He goes, how come my 40 year old's the only guy playing 82 games? Yeah, 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 yeah. You're like, well, you like, got the secret sauce. And now, you know, players are, you know, they got the acupuncturist, the massage yeah. guy, oh, yeah. the nutritionist, the, you know, they got the, keeping the, them, the team. Yeah, keeping them right. Uh, but, you know, that's it. Old, old school is cool. I mean, yeah. I was, you know. Yeah, yeah. You're the ambassador of old school. It doesn't get any cooler than this.
0: <laughs> so, so one thing that I love, um, I like using sports as, like, basically a, a tool and an illustration for life. Yeah. You know, what you could take away from it to... Um, benefit and be successful, help people feel fulfilled. Um, and I just feel like there's so many in the game of basketball, you know, and, and it tells you how someone is going to be in life, whether it's being the teammate, um, hustling after the play, not blaming the ref, um, like mm-hmm. all those little things. Are there any things like that for you? Do, do you have a perspective, or maybe you even impart it to Logan? It's like, it's like this, you know, when you're playing the game. Are, do you have any takeaways from, from sports in particular? Absolutely. It doesn't have to just be basketball.
1: Absolutely, I you know a lot of baseball too, but. I think for me the biggest key were, you know, because you, you hear a lot of the sports analogies, right? Yeah. As you mentioned some of them, you know, Yeah. know, teamwork, yeah. and hustle, yeah. and you know, all that kind of thing. Hard work.
0: Consistently, consistently hard work.
1: I think the number one thing that I took out of it, or that that made the difference for me, was understanding what unstoppable commitment is. Hmm. Okay, there's no,
0: not just commitment, just just
1: being unstoppable. Like I'm not gonna say no to that. Yeah. Okay, I'm tired today. Tough. Get up and do it. Yeah. You know, or you know, yeah, hurts. I'm, I'm playing. I'm going to learn. I'm going to. I'm going to take the extra step. I'm not going to allow, you know, something to stop me. Really being unstoppable. And you know, as a competitor, you don't win the you don't win the NBA championship in June. Hmm. You win the NBA championship in August and September yeah. and yeah. October. Yeah. And the, when you're prepping and, and you're sharpening your axe, right? Yeah. You're getting in shape. You're doing all things to make sure that you can handle the the endurance aspect of it. And then you're pre, you're prepping during the, the start of the season, through the regular season. You're, you're dealing with the ups okay. and downs of the season, and injuries, and when it gets long and, and short and you're playing well and you're not playing well, what are you going to do you know, to fine-tune your game? And then you're building to be ready when the playoffs start and you've got to get through four rounds. Yeah. You know, playoffs to get there. And then when you get there, you got now the toughest dogfight you've ever yeah. faced because they know you as well as you know you. And it's not yeah. it, now it's no longer about the play. It's about being unstoppable. It's the yeah. commitment that I'm not going to lay down to anything. Yeah, And you know how many games Love are, it. the game is lost, but the guy kept fighting and he pulled it out at the end. Right? Yeah. You know a thousand yeah. of those, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or the guy was was counted out. And he, you know, got out of the rotation, but he kept himself ready. And then something happened. He got his chance, and bam, he's right. You know, Came he's in, back he there, shots, or, or yeah. stepped up and, and made the difference. You know, because he was ready. It's not like, oh, the guy got down. Okay, coach, give me two weeks to get in shape. Yeah. Right. No, you got to be ready yeah. to step ready up right now. And that work is not done, in the finals. You know, that work is done getting ready and prepping mm-hmm. and doing all that. Mm-hmm. And. Um, you know, so to me, it's, it's just being, you know, just a commitment to be unstoppable. You yeah. know, and I'm going to say you're going to win every game. Yeah, yeah. That's not what it's about, winning yeah. every game. But it's being, you know, you know, it's playing through the final buzzer. I mean, I know, and, and you've seen the other thing. Guy hits a winning uh, a shot with four seconds. Damn, the guy throws the ball down, the clock runs out. You're yeah, like, yeah. well, four, you have yeah, four you, seconds you left. You could
0: have maybe done something. You could have yeah. made a play. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 Or yeah.
1: there's always those things that if you, if, if you don't commit to really being great at it, you know, it's, you know, Playing sports, being great at anything, right? You can be good just by sh- being talented and showing up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Unfulfilled commit, un- unfulfilled, you know, talent. Yeah. Right, as you know. Yeah. Yeah, unfulfilled potential is like the biggest story yeah, in the history the of the place. world, being right?
0: Yeah. I was this good. Could have done that. Uh, like, yeah. If only. Yeah. You didn't take action. I was. Be- yeah, like, you weren't unstoppable. You weren't unstoppable
1: with your commitment. commitment. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so to just. To be able to, to take responsibility for that. You talk about the other one, not blame the refs, not like right? That's yeah, part yeah. of that. Yeah. That's being responsible. 100% ownership. 100 exactly. responsibility. And so that's all part of that on being unstoppable. What does it mean? It's it's 24-7. Yeah. Doesn't mean you're working 24 hours a day, but you're not, but sometimes actively sleeping. Yeah. Pe- people people don't realize that the training is only part. yeah. The yeah, yeah. resting is is really underestimated Just the value important. you yeah. build when you recover not when you do the work yeah you're tearing it down now you need to build, now it, back you need to up. build it back up and so i mean actively resting powerfully resting that's not playing video games till i go to bed so when i lie down at night my brain's going i'm not resting yeah you know it's being there it's understanding where that that priority is and it's yes. you know it's look I'm, I'm going into this store and i'm going to grab something off the shelf i can grab the Peanut butter and jelly, yeah. Or I can grab something that's... sugar, gonna, the
0: sugar can here, which is probably everything else
1: at the store, right? Or yeah. buy something that's going to work for me, right? Decision. I can buy, I can get, you know, this, you know, sugar cereal, or I can get the organic made from beans, not yeah wheat cereal, you know, whatever. Yeah. I mean, you know, I can throw yeah. this on the grill or that on the grill. I'm yeah. going to be eating. I'm going to be drinking. I'm going to be, yeah. sleeping. right? You can just do it in such a way but that's going to support build you, you
0: up or tear you down with, with every right. decision. That's so funny, yeah. And what I love about that is. Uh, you know, I feel like being unstoppable in your commitment is right here. It's it's, totally. it's all it, the biggest obstacle you ever have to overcome is yourself, and it's and you know if other people are around you, you want to blame it on them or 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 point the finger, but it's like at the end of the day, you're the one in control of your life. We were talking earlier with a that
1: that's different. exactly the point, and the beauty of this is that it also gives you the power to choose it. Yes, nothing has yes. to happen. Yeah. Nobody else has to do anything for you to choose to be unstoppable, hmm. right? You're 100% in charge of that, Yeah. okay? I'm going to get up
0: early. I'm going to go do that thing. Whatever it is, it's your choice. And
1: that's the beauty of it. And I had that conversation with my son. Okay, I'm going to sleep in today. I know, but not every kid is sleeping in. Yeah. Some kids are choosing to go get a workout in this yeah. morning. Pistol Some feet, kids,
0: man. Right? That, that, that Some
1: kids are choosing to take an extra 100 shots. Some kids are yeah. looking. They're going to run that extra mile. Yeah. Okay, so are you you know, like every day there's some ways you're getting farther behind. Yeah. And yeah. you know, so you got to understand how that works. Now, again, there's this thing in life called balance, right? You yeah, have, you have, you know, but again, it's it's what your commitment is and what you want your outcome to be and yeah. are you willing to do what it takes to turn the wish of I want to be that to the reality of I am that. And mm. that's again 100% in your control. Yeah. And that's the that's the power of it. Did you ever watch the movie, The Pistol? The Pete Maravich story? Mm-mm.
0: That movie changed m- my life. And that's, I literally patterned my life after like he was out you know, in the farm town and dribbling on the train tracks and spit on his finger for an hour. Yep. And basically my whole upbringing was that the alaskan version of that you know jenny will tell you is driven yep. up around town. My, that was my brother yeah yeah
1: one time he tried to spin the ball on his finger in the car all the way from syracuse to buffalo two and a half hours he made about an hour and 40 minutes that is the guy was bleeding yeah.
0: yeah 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 i remember Mississippi was bleeding but the, 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 the thing that he talked about in that movie was his dad was very hard on him right um and he's like hey you might be out working everyone here in our little town But in that town over there, or Mm -hmm. on the East Coast, or the West Coast, someplace far away, there's someone out there who's maybe outworking you. So are you gonna let that guy outwork you? So it opened up his mind, and in turn, through this movie, opened up my mind of like, Shoot, there's bigger, it's bigger right. than Ketchikan, Alaska, yeah. and Juneau, and it's like there's a whole world out You're there. You're like, I'm
1: in Juneau, I'm in the big city. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, I'm in the capital <laughs> right now, you know? Carlos Boozer's here. Um, and 10,000 10, other thing. people.
1: Yeah, yeah, at least <laughs> 10,000. It's crazy. I mean, think about it, you can fit your entire in, a city into a, into a game. Yeah. Several
0: cities. Or when I see these people that have, oh, I got 50,000 on Twitter, or 100,000, or a million on Twitter, I'm like, that's more than our whole town. Like,
1: like a whole by state. a
0: lot. Yeah, and they just say something, they can talk to everyone in the whole town. It's like, that's crazy. That's crazy talk. So if you were going to go back to a young Danny Shays and you had one piece of advice that you could give to guide your whole life, no pressure, but on the spot, what would that thing be if you could only give yourself
1: um, one thing? I wish I had kind of learned that commitment thing earlier hmm. um, because I was more in the balance thing earlier. So I yeah. m- growing up. It was more normal to play your sport during your season. Mm-hmm. The, like I played basketball and I yes. played some lacrosse. Okay. So jeez, I would not want to see him La- lacrosse. Well, the, the, you know what the cool thing about lacrosse, not to get too far off track, you can't yeah. hit below the waist. Okay. And so I'm like, legs <laughs> I'm legs up to here. Nobody can hit me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're like <laughs> I'm, trying to. And the guys I'm playing, like I played attack, which is the offensive, yeah. uh, offensive position. And the, the guys were the defensemen were more like the college football linebacker or sorry, yeah. like the high school linebackers. Yeah. Five nine and stocky. Stocky little strong right? guys. Okay. And I'm like. Yeah, they're like right here, and I'm like right in their face. Yeah, and they can't hit me because you know it's my my the waist goals. is like the here on them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I didn't play basketball 12 months a year. Okay. You know, I played basketball during basketball season. Yeah. And then I played lacrosse in the spring, which is still a running sport, which yeah, is, yeah. you know, which I could cross over. Uh, summer, I played. I went to summer camp, so I was active physically all the time. Then yeah. fall, I sit on my ass. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. get fat, and then show up to a basketball camp and have to get in shape again. Yeah, you know, yeah. And so, so you know, I didn't you know understand that that early. You know, I would have you know loved to get a you know five, probably a five-year head start if yeah. I did. Yeah, yeah. Flip side is would I've been burnt out then? You again, don't know, I don't yeah. know the trade-off. Yeah, but. Um, uh, you know, but all in all, I, you know, like I ended up, you know, a skinny kid from Syracuse, an 18 longest NBA career on any player from Syracuse. Wow! Uh, you know, had some you know good breaks and bad breaks during you know during the career, just team-wise, you know, getting traded at the wrong time or ended up on this team at the wrong time. But overall, you know, and and of course, every player who ever played said, God, if I was just five years younger.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know? yeah, yeah.
1: So when I came in the league, the average was 250. Mm-hmm. You know, I signed like the big one of the biggest contracts ever, like a million four. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know, and as you know yeah. now that's like legal, yeah. that's minimum. Yeah. Minimum. Barely, yeah. That's and now it's another. you know, yeah. thirty a year. You know, yeah. so and crazy Because I was there right at the beginning of free out. agency and it just went like that. And right after I left it, you know, skyrocketed. Tripled. They um, got you out of the
0: league and they're like, all right, now finally. let's start, Let's start paying some people. This guy might have uh, 10 more years. But you know
1: what? I had a great run. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, 18 years doing that, yeah, you know, I came out. I then had to figure out what to do at 40.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. You know, and now I'm entering life. Yeah. For the first time. Yeah. You know, was a strong student, but that was long ago and far away. Yeah. yeah. And uh, then I figured out what to do with myself. I was a good saver, had a lot of money in the bank. Yeah. But um, back then, you know, in, in those dollars, which was yeah, yeah. You know, like I said nothing like today, but uh, you know, so you know, then I had to figure out the next chapter and then so yeah. I went out and, and the, the base of the book that I wrote now is called Fast, yes, fast broke. called Fast Broke which so is a play on Fast Break, obviously, but yes, it's yes, about yes. finance. And it's really the story on why so many players struggle in retirement and why the same forces at work in their lives are at work in everyday people's lives. Mm-hmm. It's just more obvious because athletes are exaggerated versions yeah. of real life. Yeah, they yeah. earn it for, in a short period of time, they retire for a long period of time. Yeah. Uh, they have a huge disconnect between what they know about money and how much money they actually make. Yeah you know yeah and uh, so they're totally dependent on advisors and they find out that the system is rigged for them to fail not succeed yeah and, and that's kind of the, the foundation of the book is once you understand that the system is not designed to help you it's designed to you make a little they make a lot and you start to learn how to turn that relationship around yeah. a lot of it is that you know being unstoppable making the yeah. commitment isn't that funny for the same that thing you, and, and I also talk about how most sports analogies are wrong Mm. You do not want to be the quarterback of your team. Yeah, that's the guy who gets beat up. Yeah, who gets you know gets a little glory, but then gets you know, yeah, thrown so out. Yeah, so you, gotta, you get, this get glory. You, you have a bad game, they replace you. You don't want, you don't want to be the GM. The GM's the guy who gets fired all the time. Yeah, every bad move, he's the one who has takes the blame. Either you it. You want to be the owner. Mm -hmm. Nobody ever talks about that. You want to be the owner of your team. You have professionals under you who know what they're doing. You oversee and you manage. You make the ultimate decisions. You create the ultimate strategy on where you want to go. You don't have to know how to do it. You have to know what you want done, and you have to know how to manage it and oversee it. So I'm not going to teach you to be a stock picker or a realtor, but I can teach you to understand how the market works and what you want out of it. Mm-hmm. And understand how to turn what you want out of it into something that's good for you, not good for them. Yeah. When you turn your money over to somebody else, they do what's good for them. And as long as you get enough where you're not gonna complain, they're good. Yeah. Okay, and the goal is where is that line? How much can they get and how little can they give you where you won't complain? Yeah. yeah. And that's mostly the game. I talked to you one story about uh, you know, realtors, are they your advisor or are they people trying to sell you stuff? Are they any different from the the, the jewelry guy? Yeah, 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 okay. well, yeah. Well supposedly they're your advisor. You know, but if I'm a kid who just you know signed a big contract and I can qualify for a ten million dollar loan, they're gonna show me a ten million dollar house, whether it's good for me or not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I may be best with a one million dollar house yeah. or yeah, a, yeah, yeah. or smaller. Yeah. Okay? But I can qualify for ten. They're on commission. Hmm. Okay, so they're not your advisor. They're a guy trying to sell you crap. Yeah. Because then when they trade you, you're gonna to come to me to resell it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're okay? <laughs> gonna make another commission. <laughs> So you know you really have to understand that relationship. That there's very few people in the world who get paid by you ending up with more money yeah. at the end than you started. Yeah. Most of them get paid on some type of performance some commission. Yeah. Where their goal and is to move, make you a transaction, move, yeah. not make you money. And and once, like I said, once you kind of understand how you're the owner of the team. Yeah. Okay, you're not the GM. You're not the coach. You're not the player. They all work for you. You hire a GM. Okay. Or they oversee coaches. Then you bring in players to do that. Mm-hmm. Work for you, yep. Right, your players are your realtor and your stockbroker and your insurance guy, and you know, those are your players, yeah. Okay, and they and you and they're not doing the job, yeah. you Trade them, you cut them, yep. yep. Okay, same, that's why you Business. gotta be the owner, yeah. That's that's the biggest lesson I learned when I came out because I was the typical player mentality, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah We, yeah, yeah, we yeah, got yeah. to the point where you know, a lot of players think that they work for the agent, yeah. Not the other way around. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. agent has the control. Tell yeah. me what to do. Give me the advice. Yeah, And it's hard for menta- mentally for the guy to realize he's got to flip that relationship where yeah. he's the owner, not yeah, yeah. the other way around. it's a, it's a mentality switch. Yeah.
0: Oh, man, it's so interesting. What has been, what, what uh, helped you make that flip? Was it, was it just a just Getting my ass kicked.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, that had to do a yeah. lot with it. You know, it's, yeah. realizing it and doing it are, are kind of different things because yeah. you're, generally operating in a world you know nothing about and you know is really important and and it's designed to seem super complicated. Mm-hmm. You know, when you go talk to your stock guy, he makes it so complicated you can't do it yourself. Yeah. Okay? These these investment strategies they are way too complex. Look how many, you know, asset classes and how they rotate and if you don't have all this research that only I have and if you don't have all this yeah, knowledge yeah, that only you I need have, me, yeah. you uh, you give me all the control. Yeah. Right? And uh, which obviously is not the case it is in real life, right? Mm. Uh, but it's just designed that way, you know, because yeah. of could control issue. Yeah. yeah, 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 So, you know, that's, uh, you know, I learned that the hard way. You know, I learned it by making a lot of mistakes and, and figuring it out and trying to do the right thing. Yeah. I mean, I was a great saver. Yeah. You know, I hired yeah, yeah, what I thought are. were top advisors. Yeah. And wasn't getting very good results.
0: Realized that wasn't in your you best. You know, and Interest,
1: yeah. uh, so I had to finally go uh, something's not working here. Yeah. And so I learned entrepreneurship, you know, learned how to you know, start and run my own business and then got my ass kicked again. Yeah. Uh then pick me up, pick, dust myself off. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's get back, you know, get back in the game. Yeah. And uh, right, another thing you learned, right? Yep. There's so many lessons from sports, right? Yeah. How to absorb a blow. Yeah. What do you do when you get dunked on at the end of the game, and the guy makes the big shot and yeah. G- yeah. hits a three-point? Uh, you gotta come back, and make the next play. Yeah. Okay. You it's just, you just that, gotta
0: make the next play. That's so, something that my dad really uh, imparted on me. We would go to Little League baseball games at Ketchikan, and uh, we would watch these games, and you'd see the guy great players, but you'd see a guy who'd make an error, strike out, and he'd throw his glove, throw his bat, cuss at the umpire, yep. not hustle out, and we're like, and he was, see that? That's That guy's not a winner. He may be a great player and really talented, right. but he's not gonna win in life because he's not learning. That's when you learn, that's where all the progress is made, when you, mm-hmm. when you get knocked on your butt, and now you have to bounce back and do all those things, and I feel like that's what I'm so thankful for um, sports, is that, because I feel like so many parents miss that, um, that, okay, it's not all about winning. It's not all about, um, you know, everything that is uh, a lot of parents focus on. It's like, do we get the win? Are we getting assessed? Are we getting the attention and the, the exposure and being found? But it's right. like, hey, only a a few selective people are gonna go pro and make a career, and you should still aspire to that if that's what you wanna do. But it has to be because that's where your heart is and your mindset is you wanna be uh, unstoppable in your commitment, and you can't force that upon your kids. It has to be a decision that they make. But it it bums me out when I see so many parents miss it. The overall thing for sports, it's great, it's fun, there's this long-term plan, possibly for some people, but it's mostly to teach us how to be better people right. and how to treat each other right. better and all those things. When I
1: coach young kids, I teach them to love the game. Yeah. Uh, there's no pros here. Yeah. Okay? You know, you, know you, you speak to kids all the time. Yeah. When I talk at basketball camps, I always go, okay, when I try to give this lesson, mm-hmm. it's like, how many kids here think they're gonna make the NBA? <laughs> Every hand goes up. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going, okay, let, let's do the math. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's 50 guys a year coming in the NBA. Yeah. Okay, there's sixty draft picks, not all of them make it. Yeah. Okay, a few free agents get picked up. 50, yeah. 50 a year yeah. out of five hundred. There's two hundred right here in this room. Yeah. And this is, so one, already. Of, and this is one of a thousand rooms. Yeah. yeah. Okay? <laughs> so let's start doing the math here. Or parents come up to you. What do you think of my kid? Is he gonna be six eight? No, then forget it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't waste my time. <laughs> Yeah, I don't care how good he is. If he's six one, yeah. it's one in a million. Yeah. Because a million kids six one. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. If he's
1: six eight, it's one in five hundred. Yeah. If he's seven foot, it's one in a hundred. Yeah. You know.
0: Danny Shays, Dream Crusher. You're the reality check guy. Okay, so I got one last thing for you. And maybe You'll thank me. No, yeah, you'll thank me when now. When you graduate college, yes, and you're, you're at Princeton. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you didn't waste <laughs> your time on this hoop dream that was not realistic. Um, that was something I always felt like with me. Like I was always very realistic. I knew that wasn't like my angle, but I had teammates even in like junior college that would be like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna go to the league." I was like, "You're not even like I start over you. Like what are you talking about? I'm not going anywhere close right. to that, you know." But um,
1: okay, so well, I'm I'm gonna blow your horn for a minute, uh-oh, because I'll tell you what. Don't you, do that. That's, I'll you don't tell you do what that. you did. That is amazing. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you tell me. I'd like I'm to. I'm gonna tell you what you did is okay. amazing. I mean, first of all, don't sell yourself short. You're incredibly average. Thank you. Okay.
0: Yes. Yes. No, I, I, I do cut myself short sometimes. I, You're incredibly I do, yeah, average. I'm right? so average. Thank <clears throat>
1: you. I needed that. You found a way to make a living at basketball that's not the NBA. Yeah. Okay? You you saw the vision. You had the love. You had the dream. And you found a way. Yeah. You were unstoppable. And you didn't say it's NBA or bust. Yeah, yeah. Or I'm going to go to accounting school. Yeah okay you found a how way tweak the dream right and how can you make it work for my circumstances and for me yeah okay? uh, it was funny i was in a bar mitzvah last year and, Love and the mother gets up and says invite
0: me to the next one please am i allowed to come if i sure, get right?"
1: Okay. sure okay. sure uh, so the mother gets up and says you know bar mitzvah is a great age for a jewish boy it's when they usually figure out they have a better chance of owning an nba team than playing on one <laughs> <laughs> and, that's, uh, that's, that's perfect right so Uh, But you found a way, okay? Yeah. Five, seven, eight. Yeah, I'll take take either. Take eight? Yeah, I'll take eight. And, uh, you know, but you found a way to to stand out and be a, a beacon and change lives by the, you know, boatload. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And, you know, that was something that you chose to do that. World didn't offer you this. Yeah. World didn't come to you and say, "Hey, I got a great idea." Yeah. You know, you figured it out. Yeah. You made it happen, and every day you do the work it takes to advance it. So I'm going to give you some big props for that.
0: Unstoppable commitment, man. Trying to keep up with you. That's what it looks like. I appreciate it. That means a lot. Um, We've had some, we've had some fun, some fun times in LA and out here now. And I bet you got your ass kicked a lot. Yeah, a lot.
1: Okay? Yeah. And, no, uh,
0: still sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to end. Yeah. Yeah. But you, you're resilient. But you you get learn back to bounce up. back and you learn You learn from that missing that ground ball, dropping that pass, missing mm-hmm. that shot. Like, okay. So, Ketchikan
1: baseball fields. Here's what people in, Did the, you low, see it? in the lower 48 don't understand. Oh, this is pretty good. This is okay? pretty good. It rains 150 inches a year, do yes. the math, half yes. a inch a day times 300 days. Yes, yes, yes. Okay? There's no grass that can Two absorb- Two out of
0: three days.
1: There's no grass that can absorb that much water. The baseball fields are gravel.
0: Literally a fine gravel. I grew up playing on that gravel. We slid in it. We dove in it. Um, and, it's un- and, and unreal. And what you didn't
1: see, un- I mean, it's unreal to think Snow about on it. the field. Literally,
0: yeah. in the beginning of the season, snow on the field. And you're out there and it's raining, and it's blowing, and you're just like, I'm not ha- I remember one time I came in and I was so cold, I was shivering because I was tiny, you know, no body fat. And I was just like, I just want this to be over. I want to go home and have hot chocolate. Like, I don't want to be out here. This isn't fun for me, but sometimes those are some of the best times. Like I remember playing soccer on those same fields, the gravel, and when it was like, I don't know if we are supposed to be playing when it was lightning out, but I remember it was really just raining out there, and right. that was a lot of fun. Right.
1: Baseball, because
0: well, you're standing around,
1: wasn't as fun. Exactly. But yeah, it was tough. in Juneau, they, tougher. In Juneau, they actually had a grass field. They finally got one. And They got one, Yeah. and they go, this is where we have all the tournaments. Yeah, yeah, we got to do them all here. Because everybody wants to see yeah. what it's like to play on yeah. grass. Yeah. Like out here, because of the weather, Perfect. you'll have, sometimes you'll have dirt infields, but everything's grass in the outfield yeah. at yeah. least if not and then you know the next level is yeah. full grass infield yeah. you know they're yeah. just hard to maintain like that yeah but uh but i mean that was like Unstoppable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll you learn to be we'll tough. we play on gravel. we playing. Right? When I grew up in the northeast, you wanted to shoot hoops outside. You had to shovel the driveway first. Yeah. Yeah, isn't that? Right? So how had, committed you? are you? You already had that on the dress. so much snow on the driveway. Yeah. Got out the shovel, boom, off you went. And then No excuses, you go, like gloves or gloves no gloves. Yeah, yeah. Hard to shoot with the gloves. Uh, but it's cold without the gloves. It's pretty chilly. Right? It was
0: always <laughs> 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 So, okay. Many years from today. You're on your way out. Costs just got really morbid. I'm sorry. No, good. Uh, and you have a piece of paper, and you could write down one thing, a piece of advice that you for. We already said what you would do for you, and maybe it's the same thing, maybe it's not for Logan. If you could leave one guiding principle, one thought, one anything, would it be the same thing or would sort it, of? Other it's than you var- love him, it's a vari- very, it's yeah. a
1: variation of it. Yeah, and that is, and you touched on it earlier, that. And this, when I talk about being the owner of the team, mm-hmm. like that lesson, everything in your life that you have, you're responsible for. Mm-hmm. Whether it's something that worked out or whether it's something that didn't work out. Yeah. Okay. You're responsible for it. Yeah. If you got, you know, good friends, you picked them. Yeah. If you got knucklehead friends, guess what? You picked them. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you made the team because you did the extra, you, you earned that. If you sitting on the bench because you didn't do the extra. You earned that. Yeah. Okay. Everything you have in your life. Okay. Once in a while, if, say falls on a guy's head. Okay. Got it. But you were standing yeah. there. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. And now what? Some things, bad things happen. But now you got to go on to the next day. Yeah. Okay. And I think that's the biggest thing. I mean, if if there's a lesson, I want to get him to get because from that, everything else comes. Mm. Okay. That you're responsible for everything in yeah. your life. Yeah. Okay. And if your choice is, I'm going to sit here and play video games all day instead of playing a little video games and get my work done get my school work you know get my ball work you know get that extra hour running whatever it is Mm -hmm. you're choosing that yeah okay so that's you know if there's a lesson out there or a realization out there that you know that i don't know that very many people get I watch our, pol- our political system. I go, do these guys get that the, they're responsible happening? for that? Like, you're yeah. responsible for this. Yeah. Okay? Oh, disfun- you're the dysfunction. Yeah. yeah. Okay? You're yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, you're yeah. there. You're it. Yeah. Do something about Figure it. Figure it out. Okay. And, uh, and even like bad luck. You know, shit happens. Okay. What are you going to do about it? You, you know, another 100 stories, the worst thing in your life is the best thing that ever happened to you. Yeah. Okay. Because you made something good out of it. Or are you going to wallow? Right? You, you have the power for all that. That's the amazing beauty of it. You have the power to, to make all those choices. Mm. It's, like I said, it's not like the old days where you're born on this side of the street, you got it, you're born over here, you're, you're sentenced. Right? It doesn't work that way. Yeah. You have the power to make those choices every day of your life. So, like right now, I gotta lose 30 pounds, yeah. okay? I put it on, yeah. nobody was forced feeding me the pizza. I was at the, the dinners. Pe- nobody was forced feeding me the pizza. Yeah. Uh, and now I'm like, okay, enough. Get rid of it. Now yeah. my son wants to go play ball, and I go. He changes directions, and I don't. Yeah. That's not me, right? Yeah. yeah. So um, uh, you know, again, so that's that's one of those one of those things. I'm not saying you're gonna make every right choice, and you're gonna yeah. you know live yeah. in your know, Shangri-La every day. But but you but got
0: to take that responsibility. You got to take that
1: responsibility for everything that you have.
0: It sounds like you're saying attitude is everything, and I like it. It's, it sounds like you're you're uh, you're dialed in. I, I wish it. I'd thought of that. Yeah. Where did that come from? Appreciate you, man. Thanks again. Yeah, man. Seriously, Always. I'm so glad we could be Always. Talk.